It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Triggynet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. I hope um, I hope you're having a wonderful, productive week so far. I have my wonderful guest today, David Pinto, who most of you know is my mentor, who has helped me tremendously in my business, and I'm so happy um, to have him on my show today. Um, but before we bring David on, I just wanted to give you the business tip of the week. So I was having lunch yesterday with a friend of mine, Nancy Barrick, and her husband, Don Barrick, who um, I am going to invite to come on the show, has his own company, financial company, and he's a real genius. And we were just talking about how important it is to have everything set in place as a business owner as far as insurance and you know, that big question, what if something were to happen to you suddenly, do you have all of your, you know, legal work, legal paperwork set in order? Does your partner know? Are you all on the same boat? Um, Does your spouse know where to find that legal documentation if something should happen? So Nancy was funny. She said that um, Don calls it the step off the sidewalk plan and of course what that is is god forbid you step off the sidewalk and you get run over and you're gone instantly you know are you prepared for that you know to leave your spouse and your partners and your business intact so um i thought that would be our business tip of the week so please be sure if you don't have all of your paperwork in order please be sure that you do Okay, so with that, I cannot wait to introduce my guest, David Pinto. As most of you know, David founded Ratcher Press um, in 1983, which publishes two leading trade publications, Mass Market Retailers, which uh, in the trade, it's known as MMR, and the Chain Drug Review in 1978. These are trade publications which um, specializes in chain mass merchant and chain drug store retail markets. So David has over 40 years experience in mass market retailing. And um, David, that's your bio this morning. Are you happy with it? That's it. You've been reading my bio. I sound older every time you do interview me. God, <laughs> I must really be old. Well, David, you know what? I was going through all of my shows. I think, if I'm not mistaken, let me just look at this. You might be like my 170 something show. That's pretty good, right? 
What do you think about is that? Is there a prize associated with this? Do I win an award or something? <laughs> yes, you do. Your reward is I get you get to see me tomorrow in Manhattan. Even if it snows in May, I will be there. How's that? Isn't tomorrow your birthday or is Friday your birthday? Actually, Friday is my birthday. So you were talking about getting older. Yes, Friday is my birthday. I'm not too happy about it, but um, I'm not too happy about the number, but I'm happy that I guess, David, I do feel that I'm maturing. And, you know, I never thought at this stage of my life that I would ever say, wow, I wish I was 20 again, because I feel that I've learned so many life lessons that even if my husband wants to go and marry a 20-year-old woman, he can go, because I feel so, I, I don't know, I'm pleased with where I am now in my life. How's that? Very good. Did you tell him that? Did you tell your husband <laughs> that you don't care if he goes and marries a younger woman? You know, I, I've never said that to him, but I have to tell you, I was at a, a, a neighbor's house the other night, and there were three of us, three women there, and we were all in the kitchen, and my husband, you know, was in the kitchen bringing something in, and we were talking about somebody, I can't even tell you who it was, but I had said to my husband, um, oh no, I think Mary turned to my husband and said something like, oh, is she our age? And he made the comment. He said, no, she's not that old. And the three of us looked at him and we didn't say anything. So who well, knows? Well, that's a compliment. I that guess a so. Compliment. I guess yeah. so. But David, I'm so well, happy. I'm Thanks. Ask you how old you're going to be on Friday. I'll be a gentleman. Well, next year's the big one. Next year's the big, big one for me. But that's okay. We, we have one more year to, to plan a big party. How's that, David? That's fine. So you're going to be 30 next year, right? <laughs> it sounds good. I said to Nicoletta, my, you know, seven-year-old who's also, also has a birthday two days after mine, who's turning eight. I said, Nicoletta, boy, it's really tough being 21 years old. And she turned to me and she said, Ma, you really just 21? I said, well, <laughs> it sounds good. It sounds good. But David, so well, I've I been... I've been working on so much stuff lately. I mean, we, we get to talk about Glovies in a little while because you're going to be so proud of something that had happened. But, um, you know, we ha I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, so um, you don't even know what I'm working on as far as this. But what happened was Nicoletta's in the second grade and um, one of her classmates, the saddest news we didn't really know what was going on. We just knew that one of her classmates was going to Virginia for six weeks because her dad had something wrong with his head. And, you know, anybody okay. saying that to me, it puts a red flag up because of my lifetime experience. And, you know, when the mom came back and the little girl came back, I had a conversation with the mom. And sure enough, David, I looked at her and I said, please, whatever you do, just don't tell me he has a glioblastoma brain tumor. And she looked at me and she said, how do you know that? And I just had this gut feeling. And so this poor woman, woman Sue, is going through exactly what I had gone through with my first husband. And it just breaks my heart, especially when you see young children involved. So anyway, to make a long story short, you know, I can't stop right there. Uh, we're doing a, a really, really big fundraiser for the family, 
and um, it's going to be held at the Fish Hatchery on June 13th. So if there are any local listeners listening, please come at the Fish Hatchery. It's right in Cold Spring Harbor on um, 25A, and um, it's going to be a great event from 5 to 7. So um, anyway, so that's what's Are you inviting been... me? Are you, am I going to come as your guest? I hope you'll come as my guest. I would love that. I really would. It's going to be... Um, well, you haven't invited a... me yet. You All right, come, come. Me. David, come. Okay. That would be a lot, a lot of fun. <laughs> We're going to have a DJ Count there. So the... What? Count, Count me in. in. I'll be there. All right, good. All right, so we're going to have a DJ there, lots of raffles. I can't even believe, David, it moves me so much how all the local businesses have come together for this family. So um, so I'm very pleased with that. So tell me. All right, so that's my pitch for our wonderful fundraiser that we're having. Um, so well, listen, David, what do you want to talk to me about? I've told you everything I've, I've ever learned about business. There's nothing I can add. Are to you what kidding? I've told are you, you kidding? That's not true at all because the last show we did, I think, was already a year ago, which is too long because you know I have to pick your brains all the time. And I'm sure something has happened in the past year that you want to share with us. But my question to you, David, did you ever regret becoming an entrepreneur? I think I've said this to you before. I don't Either think so. Not on not. air. If I, huh? Not on air. Not on my radio show. <clears throat> well, I'm about to say this. Then. Ready? All right, I'm ready. As, as successful as our company has been, and we've been successful. I mean, we're thirty, thirty something years old. Uh, if I had it to do over again, knowing the first how difficult the first couple of years were. I don't know that I would do it. I mean, you have to, when you're in your own business, as you know, mm-hmm. you really have to make a commitment. It has to come before other things like family. Sometimes it comes before family. And those are difficult decisions to make. <clears throat> so I'll tell you, there's nothing like being in your own business. I know I've said that to you before. Yes. And yet, in, in its way, it's a tremendous challenge. It's always something. It never stops. So to answer your question, what was your question? That's the question. Did you ever regret becoming an entrepreneur? But David, I I have to tell you, I agree with you 100% because yesterday I was just reading on the internet that, you know, this mom is so excited. She's starting a business to help other moms leave the corporate world and start their own businesses at home. And, you know, as a seasoned entrepreneur with young kids and all of everything that goes along with it, you know, I kind of chuckled at this and I said this woman seems a little naive to me because she doesn't realize the real challenges that are ahead. And like you said, I'll never forget going to China. And I had Nicoletta, I had three kids under the age of five. And Nicoletta had her little binky in her mouth that said, my mom rocks. I just had to throw that in there. She had her little pacifier in. And I remember her eyes getting so wide. pacifier had a name? Yeah, no, it had the words on it. My mom rocks because I was a cool mom. It was cute. It was cute. But David, I'll never forget her eyes opening up wide, like, where are you going? She couldn't even speak at the time. And I was like, holy moly, I can't believe I'm leaving my family for my work. 
And I'll tell you, I always say this. There were two words that got me to blow kisses to my kids and get on that 14-hour plane ride. It was college education, David. <laughs> two, <laughs> two words, college education. I said, okay. I started to run to the plane at that point. But um, anyway, we're coming up on our first break. I always have so much fun talking to you, David. So the time goes by quickly. But we're going to come up on our first break. And when we come back, boy, I have some really good news about Glovies that I can't wait to share with everybody. And David, you're going to be so surprised. So really? it's so funny. Wow. Oh, wait till, you, wait till you hear it. So, all right, here we go. We're on our break and we'll be back shortly, everyone. Hang in there. <laughs> back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose at all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I'm so excited to have David Pinto with us today. And uh, all right, David, so it's time for me to share some news about Glovies. So I was reading something, I think it was like five o'clock this morning, about how important it is to take 
all of your, you know, every little baby step that you take in your business, just make sure every single day that goes by, you're taking a baby step toward your goal. Um, so I've been doing that for a long time now. And what has happened is that every single time I turn on my computer to go check my emails, I always say, oh, you know, you never know what could appear. It's just like when that one time my phone rang and I answered the phone and it was the producer of ABC Nightline News. It's just, I think that is the thrill of being an entrepreneur. Minute to minute, you don't know what's going to happen. So anyway, I've been getting amazing orders um, through Amazon for my Glovies product, which I'm very, very excited about. And of course, everybody can purchase Glovies um, directly from the website, which is Glovies.com. And I got this order and I got an inquiry from somebody and she had asked me, you know, if we want to purchase, you know, a case what would we have to, what would we have to do so i had ended up shipping everything directly to them but it was actually grow new york city grow nyc which seems to be an amazing organization but david can you believe that they found me and they purchased it. And my biggest thing right now is that I am so touched that people are using Glovies to feed the homeless. So when children are making sandwiches for the homeless, they're using my Glovies to keep everything sanitary. And I was so touched about that. But this is even another way that this group, they um, create uh, garden boxes in the middle of Midtown Manhattan, and they're producing vegetables, and the children are handling the food using Glovies. So, what do you think about that? I mean, I'm a little blown away. <laughs> are you there, David? Hello. 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 Oh, there you are. I, I lost you for a minute. Oh, okay. That's okay. So, David, so that's my big new order. It's um, Grow NYC. But don't you find something like this happens to you almost every day? It some, does. Some surprise, you know, a pleasant surprise. Yeah, and I don't think that... do you find that? I do. I think it's very exciting. I mean, this happened last week, the end of last week, and I was super, super excited about that. And then yesterday, um, I had the local newspaper, Newsday, had sent me an email. Well, a month ago, I had sent her a big newsletter announcing, you know, Glovey's the new product and everything. And then I didn't hear back from her. And then all of a sudden yesterday it came through. So it's funny how we live on such a roller coaster, David, as entrepreneurs. Well, what did you, what did Newsday, what did you want from Newsday? Well, this is the whole thing about Glovies, as you know, it's an amazing product. I'm getting, I have a hundred percent sellers rate on Amazon, which means I have not had a single return out of thousands of product that I've mailed out, which to me is amazing. And I'm getting repeat customers. And when they buy them, they're buying them at three and four boxes 
on their second and third orders. So it's really, really happening. But the thing is, David, it's getting the word out. So no matter how good your product is, if nobody knows about it, you're not going to be able to scale your business. So I've decided that my next plan has to be PR. Because once I get some publicity out there, what's going to happen is people are going to see it, hopefully, in Newsday. Then I'm hoping that the New York Times, Wall Street Journal will see it. I'm hoping that if um, the editor of Huffington Post reads it, then they'll want the story. And it kind of starts to spread like wildfire. And I'm hoping what will then happen is people will purchase them on the website or they'll purchase them on Amazon. Right. And then at that point, the consumer wants the product and they're going to start walking into the store saying, hey, do you have glovies? Do you have glovies? And it's going to be an uncomfortable feeling for the retailers to say, no, we don't. But perhaps now it's time that we really do carry the product. What do you think about that Hmm. plan? I think that's just terrific. Let's hope that it that it unfolds exactly that way. So has has is Newsday going to do a story? I'm hoping. She sent me an email mm-hmm. yesterday, and she requested an interview, a telephone interview. So I actually. Yeah, Yeah, I'm excited, David, because this goes to the fact that about two months ago, I got this email. One of the local moms, um, Janine, was doing her company is MamaCon. And I think you recall, I had gone to this trade show about two months ago. And before I went to that trade show, I made sure that I had my goals set. So that a lot of times you go to the trade show, there's a lot of hype, there's a lot of excitement, you come home exhausted from the trade show, and guess what? The buck stops there. When meanwhile, that's where all the action should begin. And what I decided to do from my experience of doing so many trade shows, I wrote down my goals. And one of my goals was to get a write-up in Newsday because I Uh had noticed that Newsday was actually going to be at the event. They were not to publicize the event, but to be a booth at the event to let people know, you know, I guess to sign up new customers or whatever, but that was my goal. So I made sure to go over to say hi to the woman that was in charge of the children's write-ups and things like that. So she knew who I was. And then I waited a couple of weeks and then I sent her the, the, um, the news release. And sure enough, that's how it happened. But my goal going to that trade show was to have the write-up in the paper, and it seems like it's going to happen. So, Boy, that's terrific. Really, you, sometimes you don't give yourself enough, enough credit, which I find is a lot of entrepreneurs don't do. You don't give yourself enough credit. You, everything you set out to do, you wind up doing. Even stuff that when I say, oh, no, no, you're wasting your time. <laughs> and you do it anyway, and it always works out for you. It's just, it's just the stick to itiveness, if that's a word that you have. You don't, you don't, you don't give up. That's, that's very commendable. And well, I don't think I've ever, we've ever talked about that. This, this, uh, ability to stick with something is really special, makes you special. Among other things, but it makes you special. (laughs) Well, thank you, David. But I think you're so right. Um, 
I don't know. I guess I have the vision, but sometimes I just get so frustrated that it's not happening as quickly as I want it to. And I think my frustration is um, with the retailers, David, and the buyers. But, you know, I read your magazine all the time and there are so many articles in there. And I think what's happening to the retailers is I think they're just as confused as everybody else because the more moms I talk to, it's almost like life is so hectic and busy. I mean, David, I'm going to have you come over one day when all three of my kids have to be at a sporting event and all the craziness that goes on in my house when that all happens. Well, guess what? The moms nowadays don't have time to just go browse around a store for a few hours. And what's happening is the moms are going straight on Amazon. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. Even if to become an Amazon Prime member, I think I paid maybe it was $75 and then I think it went up to $99. And what that means is anything I buy on Amazon, it's free shipping, mostly everything. And it almost puts us in the position, like David, why am I going, I live in the boondocks, why am I going to spend money to pay for gas to go all the way to the store and back when I can have it delivered right to my house for free? And it comes like in a day or two. It really does Mm -hmm. come very fast. So I guess that's what's going on with the retailers where they're being so much more selective with what they bring into their stores. Do you think that's what's happening? I don't know that it's that so much as they don't quite know what to do. They don't, you know, I have always said buyers get paid not to make decisions because if they make a decision to buy a product and it turns out badly, they're going to get blamed. If they make a decision to buy a product and it turns out well, they never get the credit. It's their bosses who get the credit or their bosses' bosses. So it's it's safer for them not to make decisions. That must be true in a lot of businesses, but it's certainly true of buyers. It's too much of a risk, and they're afraid to take it. So that you, you see in a lot of that, too. It's, it's yeah. buyers, I in my it's, experience, yeah. are, are not as they're not as uh, I'm sure everybody says this about whatever they do, but they're not as capable as they were 20 years ago. That's my feeling. They're not as capable as they as they they were. What baffles and me, that's what David? You're running into. I think you're so right, but what baffles me is that so many of these buyers that I've seen at the trade shows are young really young and not as experienced as somebody who maybe has been in the business for 15 years or 20 years and they really know the business. So that's confusing to me unless some of the bigger companies hire the younger kids to be a mouthpiece just to gather the information and then go to them. And ultimately, like you said, maybe they're not even making the decisions. Well, do you want to be a buyer when you're 40? I mean, 20, 20 and 25-year-old uh, people are the only people that would do those jobs. You don't want to be a buyer when you're 40 years old. You want to be at the next level. Yeah, you're so probably it, right. You know, it's, there's always, buyers have always been young. Okay, but they're I guess not you're as well-trained for... as they used to be. Yeah, I think you're right about that. So, all right. 
we're already up on another break, but everyone another hang in there. Break. Get out. Another break. I know. <laughs> hang in there, everyone. We'll be right back. Okay. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. What does success mean to you? Money? Power? Fame? Having everything money can buy? Does it mean having a job or career that you love? A great family life? Or simply to be happy? If you're still searching for answers, then join us each Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Primetime Success Radio, where Alan Skidmore and his special guests will discuss health, finances, relationships, being in business, and how you can have a life that is not only successful, but a life of meaning. Alan has been studying success principles for over 25 years through reading, attending seminars, interviewing successful people, and a daily lesson from the School of Hard Knocks. And now he wants to share that information with you. So join Alan Skidmore on Primetime Success Radio every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network, as he takes you on a journey of finding the heart of your success. a.m. Central for the Johnny Rowland News, Guns, and Motorsports Radio Show with commentary about current events, guns, shooting, and firearms issues, automotive and motorsports features, and special music presentations. Johnny is recognized as an international firearms authority and ballistic engineer, as well as an accomplished and widely recognized automotive designer and longtime TV and radio host. This program draws on Johnny's experience in shooting, motorsports, and as a professional entertainer musician. Don't miss Johnny Roland News, Guns, and Motorsports. Infotainment at its best. Trust us on this one. It's a fun show. Every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Central, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Everyone, it's Josephine, and I cut the music off, David, because we don't have time for that. We have too much to talk about. And on break, on break, uh, we decided we're going to talk about sales because I hate sales, and I shouldn't say I hate sales because I actually think I'm very good at sales, but I feel like a wounded child every time I don't close the deal. And I wish I didn't feel that way, but I do, David. Help me out. Well, first of all, sales are everything. You know that. I know. That's what everything's about. So you shouldn't say I'm afraid of sales. and Or you say I hate sales. And you you are very good at it. But, you know, you're trying to talk a bunch of people who don't know you into buying a product they never heard of. And what do you expect that everybody's going to say? Oh, good! I'll take uh, I'll take uh, a million pieces. Everybody goes well, through this. You know what? Rejection. This is you, the you, part. Oh, everybody gets rejected ninety percent of the time in sales. 
Ugh. Everybody. I know, but I guess because it's my product, it hurts that much more. It's different, you know, if I were working for somebody else and I was selling their product, it would be different. It wouldn't be so personal. So I, I know I have to take the emotion out of it. But David, what drives me crazy, for example, is I had given Glovies a sample to Glovies to a local nursery school here. And I didn't realize that one of the moms that I know works in the nursery school. And um, she said to me, Josephine, I can't believe you got a new version of Glovies. They're great. We're using them for the kids and everything. Well, that was the sample package. And um, it's just, it drives me crazy that that the orders aren't coming in at a rapid pace. Like they are coming in from some people, you know, some of them. Well, hold it back up a second. What was the point of that story you just told? Did you want the woman to have come to you and said, we're going to distribute Glovies? No, it's the the director. The director that I know. I know that they're using the Glovies and that they're helpful. I'm just... I'm a little surprised that I haven't heard from her. And the thing is, as a salesperson, you shouldn't really care. I should just get on that phone and talk to her and just say, okay, I heard you using Glovies there. I hear that they're great. How about um, placing an order? Why do I have such a hard time just asking for the order, David? I could sell Glovies, but I can't ask for the order. I think those are two different concepts. Am I right? Well... You're right and you're wrong. I mean, we sell advertising, and it's very difficult for me to call somebody up and ask them to run an ad. Very okay. difficult. So okay, I always so... put it on, a, hey, I need a favor. You know, we're, our, our ad pages are down this issue. Would you run an ad? And because I know these people so well, they generally say, sure, I'm happy to do it. But I, I'm not comfortable doing it. It's not, I'm, not a, I'm not a salesperson. I'm an editor. But but we all we all do this. I'll tell you an interesting thing. Somebody but wait once a second. Told me, Before you say yeah. that, David, I just want to say what you said is really important, and I'm going to use that. I'm going to call that director after the show today, and I'm going to say, "Hey, I need a favor. I need you to support Glovies. How about an? You know, what do I say then? How about an order? Well, if you if you put it on that basis with somebody you know, and they will always say, "I'm happy to do it." Okay. People All like right. doing things for other people. Okay, I'll report back to you later, but that's a great way to get the sale. All right, so tell us about but your interesting story. Whenever I ask you, whenever I say to you, I need a favor, don't you always give me the favor? I always do. Did I, you notice that? I always jump. Yes, yes. Because people you're a like friend to and do you're... favors for other people. Yeah. Here's my story. Okay. My story is when you stop, making phone calls, when you stop being aggressive in in business as an entrepreneur, when you stop reaching out to people, all of a sudden your phone stops ringing. Uh And it's because to to these people, you're one of a thousand things they got to think about. I should call Josephine, but I got these other things to do and they're more important. But but you're more important to them. No, they're more important to you than you are to them. Ah. And some sometimes I've stopped making phone calls. All of a sudden, my, the phone in our office doesn't ring. And I say, my God, what's going on here? We're out of business. And it's because 
people don't take that initiative so easily. But when I start calling people, if I leave messages, if they're not around, they always call back. So you you have to be the, the, the aggressive person. It's your business. You have more at stake here than the people you're reaching out to. They I like think... you, but they're not going to live or die with gloves. You are. They're not. Right. So I you, think you're it, so right. And David, Uh It brings me back. It brings me back to 20 years ago when Jerry and I had Lionheart Research. And, you know, we were one of the first boutiques to go out there and to sell institutional, you know, we were selling research to the institutional brokerage houses or whatever. And um, I remember him saying precisely that to me. He looked at me when we first started and he said, oh, my God, the phones aren't ringing. What are we going to do? And I looked at him and I simply said, we're going to make the phones ring. We'll get on the phone and we'll just keep calling everybody. But it's it's very, very true. So, all right, David, um, what else about sales is important for us to know? I mean, I know it's important that um, I think a database, I think that's what I've learned, that it's so important to be organized and to figure out a system so that you can keep all the information in one place. You know, you're very into having relationships with all of your customers and having personal relationships with them. You know, a database is great because you can write down all that information. Um, You know, their wife's name, their kids' names, their birth dates, all that. What do you think about that? I I think that... I thought everybody does that or should do it. Well, I get very disappointed because we, don't, in our office, our, our records, our files aren't as good as they should be. You know, sometimes we don't have basic information like uh, who's our biggest advertiser. Shouldn't we know that? Who's our biggest advertiser? Yeah. I'll tell you another thing. There's a lot of things about this. One is, you know, you, you, never, you should never take no for an answer. You know, you want to buy gloves? No. Well, hold on. I'm not finished. Do you want to buy some gloves or a few gloves? Or would you be willing to try gloves? You know, suppose we send you a free something. You never take no for an answer. The other thing, or another thing, and we say this in our business, it's easy to get a person or a company running three pages of advertising to run a fourth than it is to get a person who's doing no advertising to run a page. The trick is to get somebody to start advertising. Once they're an advertiser, a customer, it becomes easier to increase their frequency than it does to get somebody who does no advertising to run an ad. So that brings up... a concept, but that's true. Yeah, David, you're so right. If you were advertising with us, and you ran five pages a year in, in uh, Change Drug Review. And I called you after you've been doing this for two or three years, and I said, Josephine, I think you need to add a sixth page. Because if you do, your rate goes down, and you're eligible for this, and there's a lot of things we can do for you. How can you say no to that? You're yeah. already running five pages. So run a sixth. That's the thing that's easier than getting you, who doesn't run any advertising, to run a page of advertising. I I know you're right about that, David, and we probably have spoken about this before because in the back of my mind, I always said, 
your customer, it's easier to sell to your existing customer base. And with that in mind, what I did with Glovies is um, I had, it's called FBA, Fulfilled by Amazon. I did that for a couple of months toward the end of the year, October, November, and December. The last quarter of 2013, I decided to do FBA. The problem with FBA is you ship out your master cartons to distribution centers um, their warehouses in three different locations, you know, throughout the United States. And that's how you get your orders so quickly because, you know, I'm shipping it down to Florida, um, Indianapolis, I think is where it was in California. So the problem with that is if Amazon is shipping out your product, you don't know who your customer is. And that's when I decided to be the one to ship out my own product, the Glovies. And I have to tell you, it's working out great for me because I'm establishing a relationship with my customers and not one invoice or packing slip, I should say, goes out with my product without a handwritten note on it. And David, I write dear and I personalize it to their first name and I say, Thank you so much for your order. Enjoy your Glovies. And then I hand sign it. And I have to tell you, probably nine out of 10 reviews, people put down that they love that personal attention. But getting back to what we were talking about, about the repeat customers, I decided to have little postcards made in color. And on the postcard, it says, thanks, uh, customer appreciation special offer. And I'm offering to... Buy two boxes of the 100 count of Glovies and get one box of 50 count free plus flat rate shipping. So I'm sending out these postcards with every single order that I get. And I have to tell you, I think that has a lot to do with my repeat customers. I think what you just said, both those things, sending a note, you know, you walk into a store and I think we've discussed this before. And when the customer, when the, when the, when the, the, the employee, the clerk knows you, says, thank you, Ms. So-and-so. Thank you, Mr. So-and-so. You know what that does? Boy, you're going to go back to that store. Isn't that nice? The, 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 the store employee knows me. When you send out a note like that, boy, that personalizes it. But you can't go wrong doing that. That's just wonderful. And typical of you, <coughs> excuse me, you, you don't give yourself enough credit for that. That's a wonderful thing that you're doing. Well, you know what? I want people to know that I appreciate them giving my product a try. And it just really warms my heart that I'm getting such positive response because I think, David, uh, I don't know. I, I feel rejected sometimes with everything that I went through with so many buyers because I look at them and I just keep saying, but you're just not getting it. And when I... I can't believe we're on another break. How did that happen, David? All right. Listen, we'll be right back. David's going to wrap up with five business tips. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Girlfriend It is on Togginet. 
Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The girlfriend at principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out Girlfriended.com and then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to them like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, Girlfriended.com. Don't with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. In the annals of recorded history, there has never been anything that can compare to home movies. But now, in this modern era, where do you turn for the best information? Right here. It's the Home Movie Legacy Project, hosted by Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Learn how to organize, digitize, share on social media, use this genealogy research, repurpose or even monetize found footage. Discover ways to find films about your own family that you didn't even know existed. Or create a documentary that can use the power of home movies to deliver a message that can impact the lives of many. For more on Rhonda and the show, go to our website, homemovielegacy.com. Then be here as the journey continues with the Home Movie Legacy Project with Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here. And right before break, uh, we were talking about, David, the fact that, you know, I felt a little wounded from the buyers that nobody was really ready to give the Glovies a real honest chance. Well, that's not really true because we got into Dwayne Reed in Manhattan. But... um, I still wanted to feel that I had numbers. People want to see numbers. They want to see statistics. Who likes, is Glovies really a viable product? And when I was thinking about it last, I guess it was about August, I decided, let me just throw them on Amazon and see what happens. Well, the first day I put them on, a couple of hours later, I'll never, re- re- I'll never forget getting that first order. I couldn't believe it. And then that's how I started to get the word out. So I guess what I'm trying to say is by going on Amazon, this is something that wasn't available many years ago. At least I can prove, hey, look, these are real customers. They love my product and look what they're saying. And here are numbers to prove it. How's that, David? Are you, but you're doing that now, right? I am. I am. And that's what's Mm. giving me the credibility. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is that Mm. years ago, nobody had the opportunity to really just throw something up online. And now, you know, through the internet, through something like Amazon, we have the ability to prove that it's a viable product and it's less risk for them, in my opinion. You know how many, how many companies there are out there 
who mm-hmm. go through exactly the same thing. How do I convince the retailers that this is a good product? And and for every company, there are five companies that say, hey, this is a good product, and they knock that product off. So all of a sudden, yeah, and this hasn't happened to you because you have a unique product, but instead of one product, there's six products. Each one saying that they invented this. Each one saying theirs is the best. I've seen this over a lifetime of doing this. Uh, somebody invents a really innovative product. All of a sudden, there are six of these products, and each each company is saying, "No, no, no, we invented the product." Right. It's you know you think you're all alone out there, and in a sense you are because you're in business for yourself. But but in most entrepreneurs face competition, who are yeah. saying the same things they are. I Here's a new product that I invented. This product is the best. It's the, 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 the quality is better. The prices are, 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 are better. So, you know, that's, you lose sight of that when you're in business. You think you're, you're, you're working alone, and you're not. Other people are seeing these same buyers telling the same stories, yeah. and your job is to make them believe your story. David, Am you're so right because um, I I used this article written by Sarah Blakely, who is um, the Spanx inventor, and we've spoken about Spanx are those control top pantyhose that women wear. I guess that's the best way to explain it to you, David. But um, Sarah yeah. Blakely is like. Seriously, she was on Forbes magazine as one of the wealthiest women in the entire world. And she's very, very young. And I go back and I read her story. And it's amazing to me that she, her story is just like mine. We're almost, we're about the same age. She would tell the story about going to casual corners for her first business suit and I laughed because I went to casual corners with my mother for my first business suit but her story is identical to mine and I just think what happens what the difference is David I think I was talking to an entrepreneur over the weekend and he looked at me and he said Josephine do you know what I think it is part of it is luck Part of it's luck. Part of it is that she was in, um, I think it was, it was one of the retail stores, whether it was Bloomingdale's, I think it was actually Macy's. And she met with the buyers and they were not convinced to buy her product. And what happened was somehow the buyer ended up in the ladies room and she followed her into the ladies room and she handed the buyer a pair of her Spanx. And she said, I know you don't want my product, but could you please just do me a favor and try them on? And that buyer tried them on and she was sold right then and there. So that has really? a lot to that's do with the story. Six- you know yeah, I love that. I love, love, love that story. And that's why mm. I read that article over and over. But anyway, all right, with that, David, I feel like I talk too much because it's all about you on this show because I want to pick your brain. So what business tips do you have? You know, we wrap up every show with our five best business tips. What do you have for us? Well, you know, we, we, we've talked a lot about sales and, you know, that, that a lot of us are uncomfortable selling, asking for an order. And it's understandable. My, one of my – let's do all our business tips around sales. There's, there's a way – Never take no for an answer. Sometimes okay. when we started out, and and we we were getting nowhere. I mean, we would run five ads in an issue, and you need twenty five ads to break even. And 
we're running five ads. So I would say, I would say to people, all right, you don't want to advertise. Would you accept the free ad? I'm going to give you an ad, no charge. And you'd be amazed how many people would say, all right, what's the gimmick? No, there's no gimmick. I, I want you to run an ad, no charge. And when people got, once people got used to running an ad, even if it was no charge, it became easier to sell them an ad and get money from them. You know, when people turn down, turn down Glovies, you have to find a way to make, to make them an offer that they can't turn down. You know, we'll give you something. One of the things that, that, uh, that good retailers will do and good, good, not large retailers like Walgreens or Walmart, but medium-sized retailers. They'll find a way to test products. Listen, we'll, we'll, we'll test this in five stores, and let's see what happens. <clears throat> you might have to settle for that. You cannot walk away empty-handed when, you, when, you, when you, you're, you're in sales. You know, somebody says, no, you can't say, okay, thanks a lot. It was good meeting you, and yet you have a bad feeling about them, and you're never going to see these people again, and you've lost a potential contact. You can never take no for an answer. Okay. And, and the fallback position is, all right, they won't buy the product, but can I give them some samples of the story that you said, the ladies' room story? That's a great story. Yeah. Great. It's, you know, more people should do that kind of thing, and more people don't. I question you sometimes that you don't go to the neighborhood. You know, I don't want you to go to the neighborhood, but you don't take advantage of things that are in your neighborhood and no, say, you're yeah, so I'm going right. to give you uh, uh, a supply of glovies. It's all related to don't take no for an answer. Keep the, keep the communications channel open. You know, we mentioned earlier about when you stop making phone calls, the phone stops ringing. You can't let the phone stop ringing. That phone in your office has to keep ringing. Maybe not 50 calls a day, but five calls a day or three calls a day. The phone has to keep ringing or you, or you failed because your, your job is communications. Okay. Did I give you five tips yet? Well, no, I just wrote down two main ones. Never take no for an answer. I got that. Don't let the phone stop ringing. I think that that's really important. Uh, it scares me that you say if you do let the phone stop ringing, you failed because you know I refuse to fail. So I got to get on that a little more. And I'll um, tell you another thing. Don't right, take this stuff personally. Yep. Somebody could call you up and say, this is the dumbest product. I've ever seen in my life. And the inclination of all of us is to say, well, okay, for you, I'm never talking to you again. And if you say that, you're the loser. He doesn't right. need to talk to you. You need to talk to him. So you got to say, fine, can I come out and can I see you and just give you a reason to change your opinion? You know, you can't take this. I take it personally. You know, somebody's running an ad. With, with a competing publication. My feelings get hurt. Hey, I thought you were my friend. Well, I am your friend, but I, well, I, I got a better deal from your competitor. And you, but you can't take that stuff personally. I know. It's easier said than done, but um, it's right. You have to take the emotion out of it. So, all right, David, give us two more because we have like two and a half minutes left. Each of these ideas was worth two, so I've given you six already. 
come These on, you can think of another idea one. That each one was worth two ordinary ideas. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what else do you think about sales? All right, I'll tell you. I'll t and, and here again, I don't know if I'm if I'm relating this to you. I don't think so. But you got to get up from behind your desk. Nothing happens in an office. You know, the best retailers. Uh, I've mentioned to you in the past that Sam Walton was a friend of mine. He never sat in his office. He always went out to the stores because he said the stores are where you learn things. Stuff is happening at the stores. It's never happening in your office. And I find that's true of me. When I'm sitting behind my desk, when I haven't been to Chicago to Walgreens in a month or to Providence to CVS or to Bentonville to Walmart, it becomes easier not to do it. Well, I don't know, dragging myself to the airport. I got to go through security. The flight's probably going to be delayed or canceled. I'm going to sit in the middle seat. I'm not going to get any food. <laughs> I'll call them up. It becomes easier not to do something. And that's when you're making a, a mistake. When you think it's easier not to make a trip, yeah. not to get on an airplane, you're, you're getting into trouble. But you don't I do think that. You're, you're so... game. You go anywhere. I've seen you. Yeah, and I do. And I have to make a lot of arrangements at home in order for me to pick up and go. But I'll tell you, a lot of times I'm scrambling, but I've taken many rides by myself driving to the airport at four in the morning. <laughs> so I, yes, you know. Yes, I know you have. You have and you have to be commended for that. That is, that is the most difficult part of the job. The most difficult yeah. part of our job is the alarm rings at 6 o'clock in the morning when it usually doesn't ring till 7.30. And you say, why is it ringing at 6? Oh, that's right. I have an appointment at for lunch in Cleveland. Ah, I'll cancel that. I know. You know You're I'll so call right. Them on the so phone. get up from it behind your desk. It's easier not to do something. You're and so right. that's the right. biggest danger for an entrepreneur. Well, David, I can't believe we're done with our show, but I thank you from the bottom of my heart for paying your knowledge forward and being a guest on Paying It Forward. And David, you know I love having you on my guest. I hope you'll come back soon. Well, it's always a pleasure for me, Josephine. Thank you for asking me. Well, thank you. And everyone, have a great week, and we'll see you next week on Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on Togginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments.